Good morning and welcome. Nine o'clock stretch officially begins right now. Oh, that feels good. Yeah. It's 9.07 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers where the answer is always yes. Thanks for tuning in to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. We've got a very special guest joining us right now. Wilton Simpson joins us. Good morning and congratulations on being the new Ag Commissioner in the state of Florida. Good morning, Bob, and thank you for having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. I guess briefly, what are the what are the top three or four things that an ag commissioner is responsible for? You know, um, first and foremost, I would say that when you think about our our food supply, clearly it is a national issue, um, and I mentioned that many times to folks because we don't think of agriculture always as a national um, issue, but but when you look at um, oil, I always compare it to oil. We can overcome $5 gasoline, $6 gasoline for a short period of time. If we have to, we're Americans. We will innovate. Imagine not having food in the grocery store for seven days or two weeks or something. You cannot overcome that. You'd have total chaos. So our number one job is um, protecting our food supply, making sure that our consumers are um, being taken care of, and to make sure that we have the most safe, affordable, abundant food anywhere in the world, which is our primary goal. And, of course, we introduced um, a bill of about two months ago dealing with foreign ownership of our ag lands and um, our, especially our enemies, making sure that um, our enemies cannot come over and buy up our ag land. That is a long-term view of the world, and it's something that I think is very important to make sure that we get put in place. Obviously, there's going to be other things besides agriculture lands. There'll be you know, around our military installations, things of that nature. But I think we have to take a long-term view on our food supply, and and that's something I get up every day thinking about. Great. Uh, great. I totally agree with all of that. Um, and when it comes to supply chain, um, for instance, and this, if it's not within your purview, tell me, but um, get with the governor and uh, build a plant that would produce baby formula, for instance, so that, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm being, I, it's, yeah. yeah, I'm being serious. Yes, of course. No, that's and there is no question that that plant would have been better off in the free state of Florida, right? And um, and you think about through the years, the industrial, the Rust Belt, you know, through the Northeast is all a um, you know most of those areas up there are very liberal and um, and are you know we're locked down states in some cases, and obviously there were other issues um, to deal with on that um, plant. But you're right. No, we that is the type of business that actually is moving to Florida. Now, I don't think there's a – I've not heard of a baby food plant, but there are many other manufacturing facilities coming to the state of Florida. You know, our railway, our access to natural gas, our no state income tax, our business-friendly environment, our pro-law enforcement. Normally, when a business decides to move to the state of Florida or any other state, the first thing they ask for, one of the top two or three things is, is what type of law enforcement do you have? And, of course, there's no other state in the union that respects law enforcement the way that Florida does. And so I think we have all the ingredients here from a tax policy, from a business policy, from a law enforcement policy for those businesses to consider Florida as they move. And as you know, those facilities are built with 30 years in mind, right? The depreciation values of those, but as they come available for new facilities, certainly we would hope that they would be looking at Florida. Now, one of the other things that uh, you're in charge of has to do with uh, guns, firearms, concealed uh, permits. Uh, what what action, if any, needs to be taken on, on that front? Well, I'm glad you bring that up. We're going to be introducing um, some language 
later today um, dealing with we have um, liberal groups that are trying to track through credit card payments our um, purchases of ammunition and guns. Obviously, they're infringing upon our Second Amendment rights. And in the state of Florida, we are not going to tolerate this. And um, they have not, they don't, it's not a law that they have to do it. These are liberal groups um, led by people like Elizabeth Warren and New York City Mayor Eric Adams. And what they want to do, and, and it's called the ISO, the International Organization for Standardization. And that what they would like to is have a, the credit card companies put a specific code when you buy ammunition or guns. And we're going to outlaw that in the state of Florida. We're not going to let them track law-abiding citizens. Um, and, and the purpose of doing this, of course, is to intimidate, to track, to infringe upon our Second Amendment rights. And we certainly are not going to let liberal lead us around this country um, um, do that to, in the state of Florida. Well, I, you know, I think the Supreme Court's done a good job of solidifying the Second Amendment, uh, going back to even uh, Heller versus the uh, D.C. Uh, but um, they are going to try to encroach on our rights using every tool in the book, including, like you say, credit card companies, banking industries, those uh, attempt to get loans or being in the, uh, you know, a lawful business like, you know, an FFL and a, a gun dealer. I mean, you want those people in business because they're the ones that utilize the background checks and they're the ones that want to do business the right way. That's right. And and so, in you know, in Florida, when we think about um, the liberals around this country, they're never going to stop. Right. They're going to they're always in, trying to infringe upon our Second Amendment rights. And this is another backdoor way of doing that. Um, and, and we're not going to let that happen in Florida. And we're actually going to have some penalties in this bill if they do attempt to put a code on those credit card um, usage or banking. Um, that it would be a $10,000 fine per incident um, in most cases. And so we believe that Florida taking the lead on this issue, um, that other states will immediately start filing legislation like this. So we believe there's a good chance that we will head off the whole um, idea of them doing this because the penalties will be so great. Most credit card companies don't want to have you know, different rules for Florida than Texas or New York or, or any other state, right? They want all the rules to be the same. And so, um, you know, I, by us doing this bill this year, by us leading on this issue, I believe that maybe we will head this one off and they will not develop those codes. They will not put it, especially in the United States. That's what we're hoping for. Certainly we're going to take care of Florida, but we hope that this will um, have an effect all over the country. Now, you sign off on the uh, licenses that concealed uh, weapon permit holders have. Um, how would constitutional carry affect or impact that? And do you think constitutional carry is, is going to pass? Because based on the folks that I have uh, spoken to, law, you know, uh, the folks that write the laws up in Tallahassee, it looks like this time around it actually has a chance. I think that constitutional carry would be a great thing. I've been for constitutional carry. I've served for 10 years. We did many good gun bills in my 10 years. We did not get constitutional carry done. I believe it will pass this year. I think you've got two very serious members of the legislature, one in the Senate, one in the House, that will be um, running this bill. And so I think we've got a very good chance of getting that done this year. I do not think it will affect the um, – concealed carry program that the Department of Agriculture oversees because I think that the reciprocity that people will get by having the the card um, and the background check 
will be helpful. And I think another part of that aspect is, is that if you get stopped by law enforcement and you're concealed carrying, if you have your concealed carry card, then they clearly know that you um, have that. You've been background checked. You've been screened. And so I think my instinct is, is that people will have the ability to constitutional carry, and some of us will do that, but that the majority of us will still want to have make sure that um, we're um, with the card, so that we with the license, so that we can um, go with uh, go to other states. Number one. And then number two, um, to make sure we can identify ourselves as law enforcement as a law-abiding citizen without any um, question. Yeah, and then we have the flexibility of freedom to carry in a way that we're comfortable on any given situation, whether that would be open or concealed. So that would kind of cover those bases. And apparently 25 other states have already gone with a constitutional carry. It, it seems like, at least so far, there hasn't been any negative uh, consequences, uh, unless you're aware of some. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. There's there's not a downside to constitutional carry. The the reality is we should have done this bill many years ago here in the state of Florida. We had um, really a clown show the last few years. Um, you know, it was more about uh, personalities and politics than it was about getting serious piece of legislation done. And so I believe we're at the right moment in time to get this done. I don't see a downside to it all. You've got law-abiding citizens. Um, being able to exercise their Second Amendment rights, right? It's, this is just like the any other constitutional amendment. We have the right to do these things, and um, and I um, think I think we'll get this done. And and I do believe, by the way, and unless the legislature chooses to do away with the concealed carry, um, which we currently have, I believe that'll stay a robust program. Again, because I think most folks will want to have the concealed carry ability so that they can conceal amongst the other states i believe there are 30 several there's 33 or four states with reciprocity that you can carry in if you've got a conceal carry from florida so i think you'll have a robust program in that area but then i do believe that people that want to constitutional carry um will be able to do that and if they did if they didn't take the time to initially get a license they can still do it right it's their it's their right to do so so i think we're going to make a lot of headway this year and I believe that by doing that, then clearly we have to fight these liberal groups that want to use these backdoor um, ways of getting towards our constitutional rights, um, you know, with through credit card or other apparatuses to be able to track us. And, um, and so we're going to take care of that also. Well, we, we really appreciate it. Uh, it looks like um, uh, you've got things headed in the, in the right direction there. And again, congratulations for being the new Ag Commissioner for the state of Florida. And uh, we look forward to the official announcement that you're going to unveil at about 10 o'clock this morning. So uh, thank you very much, Commissioner. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for having me. All right. It's my pleasure. Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about uh, maybe that, constitutional carry, et cetera. We've got some other stuff we want to get to as well, including hot mic moment for President Joe Biden. Mm, It's all coming up on 97.3 The Sky. Hang on.